the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. Hawaii, how's it? Aloha and San Diego. Woohoo! What's up in Jesus' name? Thank you for tuning in. Um, it is because you're listening, you're making our show go to the top of the charts in Jesus' name. Uh, today, we're going to finish Daniel chapter 7 from, or excuse me, Daniel chapter 9 from verses 20 and on, because it finishes at 27. It's going to be exciting. It's a great study. But today, my guests are Cleta Riojas, Nicole Watson, uh, Hold on, hold on. Lieni Maki Hele. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hit it on the top. Good job. Good job. I wanted to make sure because I know our audience is excited today, uh, especially in Hawaii. You're an islander. So yeah. we'll start with you today, oh. uh, Lieni. So you guys are getting ready to cast a, a vision, a, a podcast. That'll directly minister to women. And I believe you'll be on Rumble and on an At The Cross Church website and other other for, uh, platforms. Podcast platforms. Uh, so uh, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about starting this and what's the vision? Um, we're actually very excited. It's, it's, it's been a, something that we've been praying on to reach out to our local community and then connecting with other women that are in ministry. Um, for my part as, as a ministry leader, it's more of just empowering the women that's, that's in ministry um, to stand firm in what they believe and not having to fear because God is on our side. We shouldn't be fearing anything. Amen. So um, so that what that is what we're going to be majority talking about. But coming from a worship leader, um, I can reach out directly to those that are in worship. So Ooh. we have something in common. That's going to be awesome. I'll go to my wife last. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole Watson. Um, how do you feel about this podcast that you guys will be starting that will be on Rumble and other platforms uh, at the church website? And um, and it's gonna, I think it's going to be phenomenal. But how do you feel about this and what's your vision? I am incredibly excited um, just to see everything that God is doing and that I get to be part of it with two amazing women, both Cleta and Lanny. It's it's a godsend. It's a blessing. Um, I am glad that we're going to be on so many platforms, such as Rumble. That is a place where freedom of speech is uh, not shut down. And um, we ladies are going to be coming in hot for the Lord and just reaching out to the community and women and just coming with the truth and the word. And me as a, a single mom um, in an educational ministry here and other ministries, standing up at school board meetings, telling um, the, the people around us that you can 
speak up, that you have a voice, and that God will help you, not alone. It's time to wake up. No more complaints. No more whining. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful. God goes before us. Let our hearts not be troubled. Woo! Amen. Now, last but not least, uh, Cleta Riojas, my wife, um, I I know that it's been on your heart to start. You're actually the one that kind of created this in your mind and you're putting the platform out. What is going to be your vision and your goal as part of this platform? And, and what is it called first? So we're calling it Woman of the Word. And our tag is basically Empowering Faith. And it's Pastor's Wife and Ministry Leaders Unite Against the Woke Wave. Woo! I love <laughs> it. So let yes. me ask you really quick. Well, you guys talk about like politics, uh, School board meetings, uh, the abortion clinics. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I can't endorse anybody, but you know, my my favorite person right now is Donald Trump. And I like Rosie Guerra running for school board. As a a private citizen, Uh, you can do that. As a private citizen, of course I can. And also, you know, I'm excited about, uh, uh, you know, uh, Paul Hanash running for uh, this little office. I'm I'm like... Woo, ecstatic, but praise <laughs> the Lord. These are the people that I like wholeheartedly. Yes. But tell me a little bit more about uh, the vision and, and where do you think this will go? Well, I, I know for sure we've been praying and, and fasting about um, this podcast for quite some time. And a lot of it does come from the, from the cry of 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 the of the women in the com- in the community the surrounding community as far as um I know I see so many out there just cry- um having you know this same voice of where's the church where are the church leaders where's the pastors wives taking a stand you know we need your help where are you and the answer to that is that we are here we've just been busy actually taking action and so there's many of us out here and so our whole focus is to really unite like-minded ministry leaders and pastors wives that are already making a difference in their own community and to let the rest of um the the community the world know that we do exist we're out here and that you that we are definitely making a difference and we're not sitting behind um you know, um, laxy daisy. We're we're making a difference in our community, and so that's kind of where our stance is really coming from. Because I think what's happened is, um, again, there's just a ton of uh, when we were at Amfest. That was something that was a confirmation that God spoke very clearly. That there's uh, just a huge mass of people out there that are crying for help, so to speak. You know, um, like w- for example. In 2018, when we had a ton of, of parents come to the church in general in Oceanside and, and ask, you know, we need you guys to help us. Where are the pastors? Where are you guys at? So you, my husband, Pastor Adam, and myself, we started going to the school boards and we started um, standing up and being there. And, you know, now move forward five years later or so on, um, you see more and more, you know, people being activated in that. But I think it really does come down to just showing the the people and for us specifically speaking to the women that we're here, we're here to support you along your journey and we're here to support you to take that stand and whatever cause that is and whatever you um, need that help in to be the voice and to help you be that voice and um, from a godly standpoint. Amen. Awesome. So, Nicole, let me ask you a question before I go back to Lienny. This way everybody gets a fair shot at, you know, being first, last, and 
going around. Um, so you're a single mom. Um, tell me how you can minister to other single moms. Because I know you've, you've, it always hasn't been great for you. But, I mean, now you're doing great things for the Lord. So let me hear that perspective from you. Amen. Um, well, when I came to the church that I'm at now at the Cross Oceanside, I had a heart to want to be involved, to want to to help others. Um, after someone as someone who suffers, you want to just help others, and that helps you in turn in healing. God heals you in so many ways, and I have just seen that grow in my life, and I want to do that for others. I want to welcome women and let them know that they can be involved and they can heal at the same time, that there is support in the church, that we are the church, and we unite together. And as we unite, we're loving one another. We're pouring our hearts out to one another. We are being there for one another. And all the gifts that the Lord has given us um, and just the way that He heals us, we can do it together. We don't have to be alone. And that's something that I grew to know here at the church that I'm at, and it's just so beautiful. The years as they go by, the days as they go by, the enemy tries to make you feel like you're alone, like you can't do it, but the truth is out there, and it's as simple as turning to your neighbor and speaking what's on your heart and telling them that you need help, reaching out to God, saying that you can't do it, and letting Him do everything and just letting it go into his hands and listening to that voice and being led by him. It's, it's an amazing step again, as a single mom that I had to learn how to do. And I want to be there to help other single mothers do this. as well. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Praise God. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is freedom with Adam Riojas as I am introducing these amazing women that are about to start a podcast to minister to women specifically and it's going to be called Women of the Word. And, and they're awesome. They're amazing. It's three women. But they'll, they'll have a guest here and there. And I think it's uh, Nicole Dietz who's, who'll bring a professional uh, per perspective whenever she's available. And then you'll have other guests. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm excited. So let me ask you a question, Lenny. Um, you know, you come from Tonga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I've... I've always, you know, when I, I didn't know the difference. It's not Samoans were Tongans and yeah. Tongans were Samoans. Yeah. Because you guys are neighbors. Yep. And literally. so, um, you know, you have, you bring a, an amazing perspective. You're able to to uh, speak to worship leaders, but also to Islanders. Because we have yeah. a lot of Islanders <laughs> here in, 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 uh, in Cali and, it's, yeah. you know, Hawaii. Yeah. We're, we're there awesome. on the radio, too. So um, you're a minister leader. You have a, uh, a band called Diversified Music. Yeah. Tell us what what really the heart of you speaking to other worship leaders and what you think you can do for them from a, a godly perspective. Um, mainly for me, um, it's it's usually, well, no, mainly is putting God in everything that we do as far as worship, you know, because um, you can get lost in worship. Music, you know, that they're, they're always going to see you on the stage and they're like, oh, she's so good. But no. That it has, it's very important that when you step on that stage, God has to be glorified. So when I'm reaching out to these leaders, I'm talking to them in that level. Because I know we all get lost in that limelight or whatever it is. But um, uh, that's the main focus. God has to be glorified. And that's why I'm so blessed to be with you guys and little kids. And I want to teach them young that God has to be in the midst of your worship before you step on the stage. So when they get to our age... Of course, we're human. You're going to fall off here and there. 
but you'll remember. Remember, you know, it says in the Bible, if you teach them right when they're young, just remember God has to be in the midst of it. And they will not depart. Yes. That is amazing. Praise <laughs> God. And you are doing an amazing um, job, service to the children for our, the worship team, Next uh, Generation, right? I love them, yeah. And, and they're like your kids, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and, and, which is kind of interesting to me when I see them. They kind of totally respect you and they, and they listen to you. Yeah. You're giving them Most this. of the time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So let me come back to Cleto Riojas. You're going to speak to uh, folks from a pastor's wife's perspective. Yes. I, I know that it isn't a perfect life living with a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> we we all know that. Uh, but, you know, most pastors will tell you, our life is perfect. <laughs> our marriage is 100% flawless. That's a lie. <laughs> Um, me and you are learning, and we're still going through it. Tell uh, if someone call, uh, called and and said, "Hey, uh, Mrs. Riojas, Cleta, um, I, 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 my husband's a pastor, and and I, I don't know how to get a, uh, along with him." What would you say? <laughs> Fast and pray. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Fast and pray. Amen. That's really yes. good. Yes. Um, I think I think mostly from a, a pastor's wife perspective, I've been through all different seasons of being a pastor's wife, and I mean there were even times and seasons where uh, I felt and and if you're a pastor's wife out there, where you go through seasons where you just feel alone, where you don't have anybody that you can. Um, I don't know necessarily relate to, but you just feel like wow, it's such um, I'm so lonely because. It's you, you have, you're doing ministry and all those great things together. At the end of the day, you want to be like, oh, I'd like to go out with some friends. And then it's usually those group of people that don't want to congregate with the pastor's wife. So it's like, well, we don't want to hang out with the pastor's wife. She's the pastor's <laughs> wife. So then, and then you see everybody off. So there's those seasons of like loneliness of, you know, feeling like, you know, nobody wants to befriend the pastor's wife, so to speak. And then, um, and then there's just also the seasons of, you know, feeling um, the pressure of living up to a, an unrealistic expectation of what a pastor's wife should be. And, you know, and that I've been through that season and it's just all these different seasons coming together at the same time. And I think so that's why I definitely want to connect with more pastor's wives in the community to know that you're not alone. And also, um, you know, it's more than just what our whole focus is against, you know, uniting together against the woke wave, but it's also coming together in unity and realizing that we all have one common goal, and it is to spread the love of Jesus Christ and to and to help the lost and 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 to and to um, mentor women and to bring them to walk alongside them and to see them grow. I mean, I've had that opportunity, and that's been the highlight of everything of all the seasons if if there's any highlights is to see women blossom amen mm -hmm. uh, nicole watson you know you'll have a, a a great perspective you've uh you've come from a pretty rough life and now you're serving the lord 100 percent um you're amen. raising a, a child as a single mom um what advice would you give someone if they called you up and said because look, I, I I know who you are. You're doing a phenomenal job with your son. Um, uh, you're able to take him to work with you at Beaster at the pier, and 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 the guy, your 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 boy is phenomenal. He's learning what others will take years to learn. He knows how to work the register, knows how to do drinks, and he's awesome. You're giving him a head start in life. So if if a mom 
called or was speaking, had a question and said, listen, I have a son. He's he's 10, just happens to be the same age as your son, um, but he's not listening to me. What can I do? What would you say? Oh, man, um, that's something I struggled with a lot. And it was really just a form of communication differences. It was more my wants and what I portrayed onto him rather than letting him be a child and let him communicate and show love and show his emotions. And I had to learn to take a step back, give it to God. And honestly, um, it's not easy. So to the women who reach out and say, my son isn't listening, first love him, do things with him. Don't make him second. You know, God comes first. If that's all you have is your son, he is the next thing in your life. God has blessed you with a child. You are there to do life together. Find things that you like to do together. Find things. um, My son learned how to read so amazingly by reading the Bible. So we started doing that together. We started asking questions together. We started praying together, just doing things with one another and uniting and opening our eyes to what's around us and seeing that we have one another, that it's not going to be easy. We're going to have days where we disagree and we can't always make it right and be nice, but apologizing and acknowledging what we have done wrong because we're both guilty in other ways and um, we're not always going to be perfect. And if your child is giving you some trouble Maybe it's something that you're doing. Maybe it's not. Maybe he's going through something that you don't know about, and he needs to communicate that to you, but he might not know how. So it can be as simple as spending time, giving him a listening ear, and just loving him throughout all of it and trying to work on your anger and your patience definitely is something that will help you along the way. Wow, that's pretty powerful. You are definitely a woman of the word. I'm excited. That's a phenomenal name for you guys. Um, Nicole, who actually thought of that name? Oh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Lanny came up with it. Christina and I were praying on it. And uh, Lanny just came in and she was like, boom, how about woman of the word? Let's keep it simple. Boom. Let's keep it true. Here's the logo. We're good. <laughs> Amen. That, that's pretty powerful. I, I'm, I'm excited for you ladies. I think it's going to do great. Um, you know, we have about maybe five, six minutes left. So I'm going to kind of keep the question simple. I want to make sure everyone gets a, a turn again. And, uh, and we'll start with Lienny again. Um, Lienny, um, how long have you been serving the Lord and have all your years uh, serving the Lord been uh, great years without ever really backsliding? Oh, I have been serving the Lord for a long time, since I was little. So I was born in the island of Tonga. And um, over there, there's, it's, we have church every, you know, all the time, literally. <laughs> and on Sunday at our, in Tonga, we shut the whole con- the, the island down because it's Sunday. All of it shuts down. Mm-hmm, it shuts down. I think the bread, like I said before, I think it was the bread shop is open when I was there. So I don't know if they still kept that up, but I, hopefully they do. Um, and this was back in, in the 70s. So I've grown up with the Lord since I was little. So I've known him since I was young. The backsliding part, yeah, I've, I, I, yeah, I think I fell back to the 70s and back to the 80s. <laughs> you know, I've, I've gone through all that time. And I think that that helps me now talking to the women 
now about um, about the about God and how He's guided me. That's awesome. Thank you for that perspective. Yeah. So, Nicole, I'll go with you, and I'll, and I'll close it with my wife. Um, okay. What about you? How long have you been serving the Lord? And it's basically the same question. And have you ever had any backsliding period since you've asked Jesus to come into your heart? Oh, okay. So no backsliding recently. I grew up, uh, my family is Catholic, um, like Spanish Catholic. And then uh, we went to a Baptist church. So as a child, I was always engrossed with Jesus, with God. I was always ready to learn. I wanted to be like my Sunday school teacher. And then when my brother was killed in um, eighth grade, I blamed God for that. And I Did you totally say eighth grade? Yeah. That's tough. I had a brother. Yeah. So it was tough, but honestly, God was there throughout every horrible thing that happened in my life and to my family. And I got to a point uh, in 2021 where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need the truth. And I was like, God is the only way. You know, throughout everything in my life uh, before 2021, I would always come back to the Word and the scriptures that I remembered and the songs. And I would even sing them to my son, you know, when he was sleeping or when I was crying out. I was like, I can't do this. And he helped me get away from my horrible situation. He helped me put those people behind and just focus on him. And I don't want to go back to that. So here I am uh, in 2024. I will not go back to that. I know God is so good, and I've seen so much. There's no way I could ever backslide back. <laughs> Woo! That's word. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And, and wife, Cleta Riojas, um, my princess, <laughs> queen? Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a good one tonight now. So let, let me ask you, I, you've been serving the Lord quite a while now. Uh, have you ever had a period, because you've been mentored, you were mentored by a by a beautiful uh, lady named Lisa. What's Lisa's last name? Lisa Inglis. Inglis, yeah, yes. Lisa Inglis, and and she did a great job with you. So <laughs> we'll close with you. Um, yes, tell me, yes. have you ever had a period of backsliding, and how has you walked in? I think my backsliding would be in my early twenties, and that was um, w- really where it was. Um, I didn't have that mentorship. I wasn't connected to a church. I would just, I was in the idea of going to college and getting, you know, educated. And I got sucked into the world of almost um, thinking more of the intellectual side of things. And so it took, it took a process for me to realize that I need God. And so once I broke away from uh, the wishy-washy Christian lifestyle, which is basically backsliding. <laughs> That's when I met Lisa, and she was such an integral part into my life because she spoke truth, and I needed that truth and the hard truth that to where no one's you know tickling your ear with oh it's okay like no I you you need the truth. <laughs> Amen. You know we should bring Lisa to the show. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I think it, I think it'd be great to hear. The mentor yeah. that mentored you, Mrs. Yes. Riojas, because <laughs> um, you are in a good place. And mm-hmm. I mean, like all of us, we're all still growing. Amen. Um, I'm going to wish you the best in your show. And I think your show is going to be phenomenal. Um, if anybody wants to kind of get some pre stuff on it, can they go to at the cross website and get information? Yes, absolutely. At the cross website, we'll have all the information. So you how can, do you get to you at the cross go. website? It's, um, www.atthecrossoceanside.com 
um, or at hyphen the hyphen cross.org. Uh, you could visit us on the website. We'll have a page that gives you all the information of where to find us. And when that when when is that page coming up? Right now. It'll be available right now. As soon as you you get off the radio, you can locate it on the page right now. So it's there's information yes. there now. Yes. That's phenomenal. So we'll <laughs> praise God and you know, again, women, thank you so much for being a woman of the word. I, I believe the show is gonna be awesome. It's going to be on Rumble Amen. and other platforms, Women of the Word. Nicole Watson, thank you so much. Uh, Lieni Makihele, yes. thank you so much. Uh, my, my wife, I love you ladies, and, and we're praying for the best show on planet Earth. Stay with us. We'll be right back with our study in Daniel. We love you. God bless you. And God is good. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you had just listened to the first part, you would have been so blessed. It was Woman of the Word, and they are incredible. They will be podcasting soon, and we may even bring them back next week for a little more of a show. So without further ado, let's get into Daniel chapter 9, verse 20. But I wanted to give you a word that before we start, I want to let you know that 2024 is the year of the Lord, and I believe this is going to be a radical year of miraculous miracles. I believe signs and wonders are going to be so evident and that people are just going to be falling on their knees and coming to the Lord. If if you've been weak, God's going to strengthen you. If you've been in the gutter, God's going to lift you to the uttermost. And if you've been broke like a duck, God's going to Bless you with riches. This is the year, I believe, that God's going to do incredible things in your life. 2024, here we come, full force in Jesus' name. So here we go. Without further ado, Daniel chapter 9, verse 20. If you remember, last week we spoke about Daniel's prayer and how we started it here in Daniel chapter 9. He, he's in the first year of king uh, of of the reign of Darius, uh, who's a man and overseeing uh, now Babylon. They've conquered it. 
Isaiah's prophecy came to pass 150 years after he had made it, named him by name in Isaiah 44 and 45. Scripture is amazing. It's, it's prophetic. And you know what prophecy does? It keeps you on your toes because God cannot lie. And as Christians or those that believe know that it is coming and that nothing can stop it. So here it is. The latter part, he had just finished his prayer And we start in verse 20 of Daniel. And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin, again, it's important that every time we talk to God, we confess our sins. Those that of a mission and those that we make knowingly, because remember, God is faithful. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Righteousness. Now that is biblical. First John 1 9. And it goes on. He's confessing his sins and the sin of my people Israel. He's speaking for them as well. Just as you can do. You can say, God, I want to confess the sins of my family, God. You know them better than I, but this is what I know. Because remember, when you're praying, you have an audience of one, and that's God. And that's God in the name of Jesus. And then he says this. And presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. He says, I approach my God in his most glorious praise. You know, the Bible in Hebrew says that you can approach, in Hebrews chapter 4, that you can approach the throne boldly, boldly in the name of Jesus. Now, as we go on, it says this. Yes, well, I was speaking in my prayer, even the man Gabriel Now, he's speaking in prayer. Let me get to that first before I speak about Gabriel. God already knows your prayer as you are praying. But what you're doing is you're building this fellowship. You're building an intimacy with God. You're saying, God, I want to let you know how I feel and what my petitions are, what my supplications are, even though you know I'm already God, because this causes an intimate relationship. There must be communication. Now, in Matthew 6, 7, it says this. But when you pray, do not use then repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their many speaking. Now, don't use then repetitions because you think you'll be heard. But look at this. Look at verse verse 8 says. Be not you therefore like them, for your father knoweth the things you have need of before you ask of him. He already knows. So you don't have to get all fancy. All Father which is in heaven, hallelujah. You know, you don't have to get crazy. But if you mean that with your heart, then praise him. But you don't have to be eloquent. You can start off, Heavenly Father, here I am, dirty, tore up, don't know where to look up, down or up. Help me, God, because he already knows your need before you even ask him. But what you're doing is you're building a communication, a a relationship with God Almighty. Isaiah says something similar to that in Isaiah 65, 24. He says this, and I think it's always important, I believe so, to see what the scripture says. And it says this in Isaiah 65, 24. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear he's God Almighty, he's omnipotent, he knows. But you're building a relationship, and Daniel knew this. And here it is, Gabriel shows up. Now, Gabriel is an amazing angel. 
he's he's called an archangel. Uh, oh no, excuse me. Gabriel is not called an archangel. That's Michael that I'm thinking of. Gabriel is is this amazing angel that that is used by God as a messenger. And when we look in Scripture, it's here in Daniel where his name is mentioned. And earlier, if you've been with us on the study, we saw it in Daniel chapter 8, 6. But he's also mentioned in the New Testament in Luke 1. And in Luke 1, 19, he speaks to Zechariah. He brings the priest a message about his wife that she would bear in her old age. And of course, we know that it's John the Baptist who's born of this woman. But he also has the privilege of speaking to Mary. And again, Mary can't answer your prayer. Mary can't hear your prayer. Mary Mary is a human like you and I. And she is in the presence of God. Now, she is a blessed woman and she was honored by having the blessed seed to be born in her womb when she was a virgin. Uh, so we see that that the angel Gabriel did bring a message to Daniel, Zechariah, and Mary. But here we are speaking about Daniel, whom I have seen in the vision at the beginning. Remember, you saw Gabriel in a vision at the beginning earlier in Daniel chapter 8, verse 16, when he explains the vision that he had, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to, listen to this, to fly swiftly. You know what's amazing about that? Is that there's the realm of God, which is considered the third heaven. You know, the third heaven. Paul spoke about the third heaven. Um, And so as we read that, so Daniel starts his prayer, and within 18, 19 verses, he's already there from the presence of God to the presence of Daniel. Isn't that mind-boggling? That means that we get, that he had he was able to fly. So Superman has nothing on Gabriel. Woo! How about that? And this that's a myth. This is reality. That was made up. This isn't. He flies swiftly and he's and he t- and what he does he touches him uh about the time of the evening of ab- ablation now uh, what does that mean the time of evening of ablation exodus exodus gives us a, a a really uh uh better view of what that means as we look at it exodus 12 6 and i want to read that to you because often we miss these little key little nuggets that are that are there but 12 uh, Exodus 12 verse 6 says this and they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side post and on the upper post of the house where they shall eat it you're like whoa what does that mean well let me read what 6 says cuz i read to you 7 and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month at the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill in the evening. So what does that mean in the evening? Uh, in the evening, the oblation. It's the Passover. It's the Passover that he he's on his knees. He's on his face. He's praying to God. The angel Gabriel comes after he prays and he gets there swiftly. And we know that it was something also kept by Jesus himself in Matthew 27, 45. And so as we continue to read, 
And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Who gives you skill and understanding? God. But he came to give him a message that God was about to give him skill, even more skill than he already had, and even more understanding than he already imagined he could have. You know, the Bible says that he'll give us beyond anything we can comprehend or we can even ask. 23 says this, At the beginning of of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. See, Daniel loved the Lord. Daniel didn't care if someone told him anything against God. Like, if you remember the Lion of Dens, when he was cast into the Lion of Dens for what? For praying, for making supplication. He knew better. He was going to worship his God regardless. The guy was blameless, not sinless, but blameless because he served God. You could be in that same place. You can serve God by studying the scripture, by getting into into a church that's going to preach the word. Now, in the New Testament, we also see someone else who's beloved, and that's John, John 13, 23. And we see that when he when John the apostle leans his uh his head on Jesus's bosom, and he says he knows that he's beloved of Jesus. That is so powerful to me that God so loved the world. God loves all of us, but can he love you more than another? I believe he can have a greater, more intimate relationship with others than others. What is What, what did you just say, Pastor? I believe he can have an intimate relationship with you, listener, with anyone that's listening to this message right now, if you would just seek him. Because 2024 is going to be a, a magnificent year. You want to get draw. You want to draw close to him. I believe his spirit's been being poured out, and even now with more frequency. And it says this: therefore, understand the matter, and consider the vision. Now, this next vision, and it's only one, two, three, four verses, but they are powerful. Look what it says: seventy weeks are determined. Now. The word for weeks is actually means uh, sevens. It means sevens. The week for weeks actually means sevens. So in context, it's speaking about seven-year periods. Seven-year periods. What does that mean? So what's seven times seven? 49. What's 70 times seven? 490 years, 490 years is what he's speaking about. But you're like, I've never seen that in scripture. Well, I want to make sure that as we go through this, this study, that you become a student of God, a disciple of God, and that you understand that the Bible doesn't speak in riddles. It may speak in in parables, but not riddles, parables, but not riddles. Genesis 29, 15 to 28 speaks about uh, when Jacob was, you know, asking for his wife and he says, man, I'll work for her. Uh, And let me take it to verse 20 because of time. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, but let me 
Start at 15, so you understand the story. And let me say unto Jacob, because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? And Laban had two daughters. Uh, name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Remember, he, he lied to him. He tricked him. And then what Jacob comes back and, and does is, is he's willing to work for her another seven years uh, in 27, it says this, fulfill her week. We know that a, that week means seven, and we will give thee this also to, for the service which thou shalt serve me yet seven other years. Very clear, very clear. Scripture is very clear. So again, we're talking about a 490-year period, and, and, and look what happens. Uh, 70 weeks are determined upon the people, upon the holy city, to finish the transgression. To finish the transgression. To finish, cut off sin. Not to end it yet, but to cut off sin. And to have a redeemer. Someone that you could ask forgiveness for. And it's literally pointing to Jesus. Look at this. And to make an end. And, and to make an end of sin. And it's now it's speaking future to completely end sin. Because at the time of Jesus, when he came to finish a transgression, to, to there would be a mediator, um, that was that period. And then to make an end, that's at the end days when we are in his presence where we no longer sin when we're in heaven. And to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in, check this out, in everlasting righteousness, to bring in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Who's the most holy? God, Jesus. Look what 25 says. Now, therefore, and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restoring to build Jerusalem. Now, restoring to build Jerusalem is talking about building the temple onto the Messiah Who's the Messiah? Jesus. The prince shall be, listen, be seven weeks and three score uh, in English, <laughs> not King James, which I love reading. It's 62. In 62 weeks and and, and two weeks, because uh, it's three score, that's 20, 20, 20, 60, and two weeks at 62. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublesome times. So when it talks about the wall being built again, the actual commandment to build the, to build that didn't come um, until Nehemiah's time when Nehemiah was told to go and rebuild the city. The city he got special uh, instructions to go build the city. Now, what's amazing about this is that when you factor the 70 week prophecy that by the time of Jesus, it's 62 weeks. And there's still a seven missing there. What is, where is that seven? That seven is an end time prophecy. So here's what's really crazy. It was 483 calendar years that, that happened. And, and, and if you use the 30 day monthly period, the 30 day monthly period as the Jews used to look at, it, it literally falls on 4 BC, you know, when, Again, Jesus was born, and then it's completion in A.D., you know, 30. Jesus was 33, between 33 and 34, around 33 and a half when he was crucified. To the T, 
that was fulfilled. Jesus on the cross for you and I. That's why I can sit behind this mic right now, speak to an audience of one. I'm reciting back to God what he said, and then you as a hear get the overflow of God's word because Jesus was put on the cross for you and I so that we could have eternal and everlasting salvation, righteousness. Amazing. Now, it says this, and after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. There it is, crucified, but not for himself because he did it for the people and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy. Now, here's here's what's wild. And the people of the prince, this people of the prince is none other, check this out, than the Antichrist. Yes, the Antichrist, who, who is known as the king of fierce continents that Daniel spoke about in 820, in chapter 8, verse 23, and who also um, was spoken about by Paul when he talks about this person that's going to come and literally deceive the folks in First Thess- and Second Thessalonians chapter two, and also again in Revelation where we see him again, where in the seven-year period that's a tribulation that's coming upon us. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city. Look what it says. And the sanctuary and the end there shall be with a flood and the end with water. Desolations are determined. Whoa, this man is coming. The Antichrist is coming and he's coming soon because Jesus is coming back for the church. Now, here's what's amazing is that Jesus in Matthew 24, spoke about this. You know, because others believe, ah, it's already been completed. That's that's not never going to happen. Daniel wasn't even a really a real prophet. He never really existed. But Jesus literally confirms him when he speaks about him in 24, 15. Because look what it says in Matthew 24, 15. And when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation... What is that? What we're just reading right now. Spoken by Daniel, the prophet, standing in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. This prophecy was given to us so that we could understand. So that when this great delusion comes to planet Earth, you are not deceived. Church, get ready. Our, our time is near. It could be by the end of today's show. It could be next week, next month, next year. But I can tell you for sure that he is coming back and that this has to be fulfilled. There will be an antichrist who will come at the end of the war. Desolations are determined and, and, and wars. And Jesus spoke about that, that there would be wars in Matthew 24 and also in Mark. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the abomination and the ablation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Even until the consummation determined shall be poured upon 
the desolate. You know what he's going to do? He's going to step into the temple. You know, uh, Revelation chapter 13 covers it. Uh, uh, Paul spoke about it uh, when he was speaking in his word to the Thessalonians that this event would happen in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We're at the middle of the tribulation of the seven-year period right here uh, for let me read it again. And he shall confirm the covenant for many for a week. He's going to cause peace at the beginning of the tribulation. It doesn't say he's God. And in the midst of the week, at three and a half year period, Revelation is very clear. Thessalonians is very clear. He shall say, I'm God. Church, be ready. This is the year. This is the year of the Lord. I love you. And Jesus loves you even more. Um, can I have both of you ladies close in prayer? Leanne, if you just say a small little prayer, then I'll have Mrs. Riojas close with a prayer as well. Woman of the word. Woman of the word. Uh, okay, Father, we just want to say thank you for bringing us here together, Lord. Um, we want to thank you for where you're going to be leading us, Lord. And we ask that your uh, Holy Spirit just be with us as we speak your word, that you use us, Lord, as your vessels. Uh, to reach those that need you. And we, um, and I say this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Father God, we just thank you for all the listeners today, Father. We pray that you would bless and protect them, Lord God, as your word gets sealed into their heart, mind, and soul. And we do lift up this podcast to you for mm-hmm. your glory and honor in Jesus' name. That was Woman of the Word, amazing prayer. And I know all the women are excited. They can go to ad hyphen the hyphen. Uh, cross.org or at the cross.com and they can get more information at the women of word. It, it will soon be coming in February. Um, we're excited. Thank you ladies. Um, if you want to continue to pray for us, visit our website. We love you guys or reach out to us. 760-994-3534. We love you. God is good. And this year is going to be incredible. It's the year of the Lord. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com.
or at the cross oceanside.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.